be an over-the-counter medicine expert. Welcome to the Access Health Radio Show. I'm Dr. Brian Forrest, and this week we will be talking about over-the-counter medications and which ones you should and should not use on Access Health Radio. And I'm Mike Davis. Dr. Brian Forrest is a board-certified family physician from Apex, North Carolina. We'd like to take a moment to acknowledge the companies that support Access Health Radio. We'd like to thank Marley Drug in Winston-Salem for supporting the show. They mail order generic medications directly to your home with free shipping, often at costs that are much lower than even the big box pharmacies. You can check them out at MarleyDrug.com. We also would like to thank We Care Pharmacy of Apex for sponsoring our tip of the week. You can check them out at WeCarePharmacyApex.com. And their number there is 919-629-6010. Uh, and they are really terrific with customer service, and a lot of our local patients actually use those guys. Uh, we'd also like to thank Wake Family Eye Care and Dr. Badwan for helping out with the show. Uh, you can check them out at wakefamilyeyecare.com. Dr. Forrest, if folks have questions after the show, uh, maybe they want more information about today's topic or about your practice in Apex, where can they find that information? After the show, they can listen to an on-demand podcast at WPTF.com, or we also upload to Apple Podcasts. A lot of people download that every week. Uh, so if someone in your family misses part of the show or if there's parts you want to rehear, again, you can always download that at WPTF.com or at Apple Podcast under Access Health Radio. If you'd like to know more about our practice in Apex, North Carolina, you can go to acchealth.com, that's A-C-C-H-E-A-L-T-H.com, or give us a call there at 919-363-0190. And we're probably going to have an upcoming mailbag show, so if you want to send in questions you'd like answered on the show, you can send that to accesshealthradio at gmail.com. So, Dr. Forrest, I know when a lot of people go to the pharmacy, say We Care Pharmacy, to look for over-the-counter treatments, they can get confused about what they should actually take. I know sometimes I've got questions about what exactly it is, and I understand today you're going to try to give us some guidance on that. Mike, I've watched people at the pharmacy go back and forth between box and bottle and trying to figure out what they should take for their cold or their cough or try to figure out what they need for their upset stomach. And occasionally I have even intervened and I've asked that person, you know, what they're trying to treat and get, and gave them my personal recommendations because I feel so bad for them. They're frustrated. You know, they don't know what to buy at the over-the-counter section. Uh, so today I'm going to let you know my personal preferences uh, for some different conditions and also why that is for a wide variety of over-the-counter medications. Well, thanks. I appreciate that on a personal level. And I guess the first question that comes to my mind is, does it make a difference if it is a brand name or a generic with over-the-counter medications? Well, with the assumption that you can find a generic version of an over-the-counter medicine, then I would usually recommend the generic. Uh, many times people might know the brand name, say like Claritin, but they may not know the generic name, Loratadine. Mm -hmm. But these days, that's really easy to figure out. You can find a generic name in about two seconds uh, just by searching, you know, generic name of whichever medicine it is on the Internet. And then once you have the generic name, then you're really empowered to compare different products and prices uh, and make sure that you're getting what you want. Um, it does make a big difference in price, though. In many cases, you can get 
four to five times more medicine for your money with the -the over-the-counters if you can find the generic. Well, let's start with the first category, and uh, this is something that applies to me as I've had a little sneezing in the past few days that I think is allergy-related. So if you as a physician had allergies or sneezing or runny nose, cough or congestion, what would you use? Okay, so I think the most important thing to do is to avoid combinations. I think the number one mistake that patients make is they try to find some bottle of something that's going to relieve all their symptoms. And that's always a bad idea because uh, those combinations sometimes will make uh, one or two things better, but might make one or uh, other symptoms worse. Hmm. So you really want to treat your symptoms separately instead of getting one of those combinations. So for example, if you have sneezing where you sneeze two to three times in a row, likely that's allergies. And the most effective treatment will be a once a day nasal spray like Nasacort AQ or Flonase. Uh, Both of those used to be prescription, but were determined to be safe enough by the FTA to go over the counter. And my personal choice uh, due to the lack of smell and the lack of drying alcohols is Nasacort AQ. Um, It can take about a day or two to start working, uh, but that would be my personal choice. Uh, My second choice would be after a nasal spray. And just so people know, a lot of times people don't want to use the nasal sprays, but it's just one squirt once a day and they work about twice as good as the pills. But my second choice would be an oral non-sedating antihistamine like Claritin or Zyrtec. Uh, There's a newer one out there now called Zizol, and it's probably the best of the three. Uh, But Claritin is the least likely to make you sleepy. And it's the only one, for example, that pilots can take of these. Uh, and those, those will also help runny nose. Uh, now, let's talk about the second thing you brought up, which was the congestion and the stuffiness. While the other two mentioned may help with these, a specific decongestant like pseudoephedrine, preferably in a long-acting form like Claritin D24, can really help that problem. And the most effective choice, if you want to open up your nose, is something called Afrin. And the generic name for Afrin is oxymetazoline. However, this is this comes with a very important warning. Uh, those Afrin nasal sprays, they will work great. They will unstop and decongest your nose within 10 minutes. But you should not use it more than once every 12 hours, and you should only use it for three days. Um, and if you use it longer than that, it will literally make your nose permanently stopped up. So Uh, You know, when I have severe congestion myself and I really can't do anything else to sort of get any relief, I'll use one of those oxymetazoline. Again, the name brand is Afrin sprays, but I usually will only use it once a day um, in the evening and I never use it for more than three days. That's very important uh, because people find out how well it works. They're like, man, this is great. This really opens me up. And the next thing you knew, they're, they're using it every eight hours and then they're using it three times a day and then they're using it every week. And um, so you really have to stick to the limits, but it does work well. Wow. Permanently stopped up. What what an awful idea. That's, that's a great warning. I, I think maybe I'll just stick with Mexican food. I think that'll, that'll do the (laughs) trick right there. Now, now what about, what about cough? Is there really anything over the counter that'll work with a cough? Well, you know, studies have shown that there's almost nothing that will totally stop a cough. Um, But one of the -the over-the-counter ingredients called dextromethorphan does help a little bit in some studies. 
And um, sometimes that'll be on the label of a medication. It'll be like blank name and then DM. Uh, and that DM stands for dextromethorphan. Okay. The problem is that often it's mixed with other ingredients, like I talked about earlier, that can cause problems like dry mouth and headache and sedation and other things. So I only recommend taking the dextromethorphan by itself or in combination with something like guafenicin. Um, and a name brand for something like that would be like a Mucinex DM. Um, and that would be my personal preference. The guafenicin ingredient is really interesting, though. It's not that effective, uh, but in some studies, the guafenicin has been shown to sort of make it easier to get that mucus to loosen up, loosen up and be a little less sticky. Um, and although some have suggested that, it, you know, you need to take it with lots of fluids and that it may be the lots of fluids that are actually helping uh, loosen up that mucus. I had always wondered what that DM stood for, so thank you. But I do have a question. Did you have to take a special course in medical school on how to pronounce all these medical names? Because that's amazing. <laughs> I, I don't know how you do it. Yeah, you, you would think that. I think we just had to hear them <laughs> enough that eventually we learned how to say everything. But, uh, but yeah, the dextromethorphan, that's, that's that one cough ingredient you can look for. Very good. It's time now, Dr. Forrest, for our Access Health Tip of the Week. Over-the-counter medications can be very helpful for mild illnesses. However, even over-the-counter medications can have side effects or problems, especially when they're mixed with prescription medications. So you should always ask your physician if any of these over-the-counter medicines should be avoided. For example, um, some common cold and allergy medicine can affect men who have prostate problems. And some decongestants can also raise blood pressure or increase the risk of heart arrhythmias in people that don't have those well controlled. All right. Thanks, Dr. Forrest. Coming up straight ahead, we're going to go into more detail with Dr. Forrest's personal guide on over-the-counter medications right here on Access Health Radio. Welcome back to Access Health Radio with board-certified family physician, Dr. Brian Forrest. I'm Mike Davis. We're talking about over-the-counter medications today. And Dr. Forrest, I'm anxious to hear, as I'm sure our listeners are, about what you recommend with other over-the-counter medications, uh, such as for, say, a routine headache or aches and pains. What would you take? Well, generally speaking, I always tell people to start with Tylenol. Uh, the other name for that, the generic name is acetaminophen. Uh, because when taken at the proper dose, uh, acetaminophen is an incredibly safe medication. And it can help uh, you know, bring fever down. It can be uh, very helpful for minor pain. Uh, it can also help sort of mild headaches. Uh, and the downside with acetaminophen is that it does not last that long unless you get the extended release. And it's not, you know, it's not super powerful. It's not that effective. It's not going to work really well for moderate to severe symptoms, but it does make sort of a great foundation to start with. And the nice thing is it can be mixed with almost any other pain medication as long as it doesn't have the exact same ingredients. Oh, okay. Um, now, when you have to move beyond that, let's say for more significant headaches or for moderate muscle, bone, or joint pain, um, then the medicines that I typically are going to recommend are what people call non-steroidal anti-inflammatories, um, especially after an injury. And typically the ones we're talking about are naproxen or ibuprofen, and those are usually found in brands like Aleve and Advil. And while they are similar in strength, 
most people will find that one or other brand works better for them personally. Hmm. Um, and both can irritate your stomach. And if you take them at higher doses for long periods, they can cause stomach ulcers and they can be a little bit irritating or damage, mildly damaging to your kidney. Um, in most people, they're okay if you use them short term and also if you take them with food. Uh, but the advantage to these is that they not only help pain more than the Tylenol, they also can help minimize inflammation and swelling. And that's really helpful, especially after an injury, like you strain a muscle uh, or, you know, you sprain your ankle or something like that. They also can be combined with the Tylenol, acetaminophen we just talked about before, mm-hmm. um, and they reduce fever very effectively. Uh, now, my personal choice, if I had a mild headache or fever, would be just, you know, Tylenol. And if something really hurts bad or it's swollen, or if I really needed to get a high fever down, I usually go with ibuprofen liquid gels as they seem to work um, really quickly. Um, But if you did find you were having to take the non-steroidal medicines like ibuprofen or Aleve on a regular basis, then you really want to talk with your your physician about a prescription version like Meloxicam or Celebrex because those can be safer for your stomach. Okay, now you're talking about stomach. Let's let's shift to that. What about common stomach problems? I know sometimes people have trouble getting things to move along, shall we say, and sometimes right. things are moving along too much. What's your preference there? Well, you know, although nobody likes to talk about it, bowel problems are very common. Um, first, let's realize that the number one cause of constipation is dehydration. Um, and you have to have water to make a water slide work. And I use that analogy with my patients all the time. And that's pretty much how your large intestine functions. Uh, so for people that are having ongoing issues with chronic constipation, I usually recommend something called Miralax. Uh, the generic name for that is polyethylene glycol in a powdered form. And you just stir a spoonful of that into any drink and it has sort of a slight lemon flavor, uh, but it's not harsh. Uh, usually the results you have are eight to 12 hours later. Um, and the best part about it is unlike a lot of laxatives, this is something you can use on a regular basis. You could use it on a daily basis if you had to, uh, it doesn't have any side effects and you can just adjust the dose kind of up or down with the Miralax based on, you know, the results you're getting. Hmm. Um, but a worse problem, um, is the other end of things, right? Uh, is diarrhea. So uh, loperamide, which goes by the brand name Imodium, is very effective. And often I find patients that have had problems will tell me, they say, well, doc, I took an Imodium. And I'll say, well, did you actually read the directions? And they say, well, no. And I'll say, well, the directions say take two tablets the first time, right? So if you take it as directed and you keep using it like that, Um, it is very effective. Now, there are some certain circumstances where you don't want to use Imodium. Uh, If you have a fever at the same time, or if you have blood in your stool, uh, because some types of diarrhea can be from some infectious agents where you wouldn't necessarily want to use the Imodium, but most causes can be treated very effectively with Imodium, and it literally just slows things down. Um, Now, it's important to remember, once the problem stops, you need to stop the medicine because you don't want to overuse it 
and cause a blockage. But uh, this is one that I think everybody, when they go on vacation, they should always keep at least six tablets mm -hmm. of Imodium sort of with them. And again, it's safe as long as people don't have fever or blood in their stool. All right. That's good advice on that vacation. What about over-the-counter medications for, say, heartburn or reflux? Well, there are a lot of good options for this, uh, but I'm going to highlight two that are the best. Um, first, and this is really important, if you use a medicine for heartburn or reflux, and after two weeks you find that you have to continue to use it sort of off and on more than twice a month, you really should see a doctor because if you undertreat those symptoms, that can actually result in esophageal cancer. So uh, if someone rarely has a problem, you know, maybe it's once or twice a month when they eat something like pizza or tomato sauce or something spicy, and they just occasionally have heartburn type symptoms due to a large meal or something, then probably the fastest and most effective thing out there is Pepsid AC Complete. And it's got two ingredients. One neutralizes the acid immediately and really will make people feel better in four to five minutes. Um, and the other ingredient actually turns down the acid production so that they actually make less acid for the whole rest of the day. Um, but if, uh, if you have heartburn on a regular basis, um, really frequently, or if the Pepsid AC complete is not relieving it, then you might need a, a little something stronger, which is called a proton pump inhibitor. Uh, and those are medications that people see like over-the-counter Prilosec, uh, Nexium, and Prevacid. And of those, the Nexium is probably the best, but you might find um, the others less expensively. But remember, if you find yourself having to use this second group of medications or, or really any medications for heartburn or reflux more than a couple times a month, uh, you really need to just see your physician and make sure you don't have anything else going on. There's a condition in the esophagus called Barrett's esophagus that can lead to esophageal cancer. So you just want to get that checked out if you're having to use something for reflux or heartburn more than twice a month. All right. Thanks, Dr. Forrest. We're talking over-the-counter drugs today. And straight ahead, Dr. Brian Forrest will summarize key information on OTCs and have our Access Health Radio's Trivia of the Week. We're talking over-the-counter medications today on Access Health Radio with Dr. Brian Forrest. Time for our Access Health Trivia of the Week. Did you know there are a total of 2.9 billion retail trips annually by people just to purchase over-the-counter products? And on average, U.S. households spend about $338 each per year on over-the-counter medications. Wow, that doesn't surprise me, but it is a lot. Dr. Forrest, what are the keys to remember from today's show? Well, first, check with your doctor to make sure there are not any over-the-counter medicines you should avoid. Second, avoid combination products that treat multiple symptoms. And lastly, with most over-the-counter products other than Tylenol or allergy medicine, if you have to use them on a regular basis, say more than a couple of times per month, you should check with your doctor to make sure you don't need some prescription treatment. Our scripture this week is from Luke 4.23, and he said unto them, Ye will surely say unto me this proverb, Physician, heal thyself, whatsoever we have heard done in Capernaum, do also here in thy country. Thanks for listening to the Access Health Show. We look forward to joining you again next Sunday at 4 p.m. Until then, God bless your health.